Welcome to Coffee to Go, where we center ourselves in the scriptures, seasons, and holy days of the Christian tradition. I'm Karen Peter. I'm here with Blake Smith, and we welcome you on the journey. So um, we're going to just mention today, Blake, that uh, this year, Ash Wednesday, is on Valentine's Day. So St. Valentine, there are a ton of legends that surround uh, the name St. Valentine, and they all try to establish some kind of a romance connection between an actual St. Valentine and why St. Valentine is kind of this sweetheart's holiday. So there's legends like he used to marry people who who couldn't get married legally by cultural rules and he would break those and he would, you know, do the marriages anyway, or he would provide dowries or he would do these other things to help um, romantic relationships go forward. Those are really iffy because during this time, the marriage wasn't romantic relationships. <laughs> marriage was women were chattel. So I have a hard time. <laughs> I have a hard time kind of buying into that. However, um, none of those are really considered provable by by scholars. But we do know that in the thirteen around thirteen seventy thirteen eighty, Chaucer wrote a poem called "The Parliament of Fowls." F O W L S Fowls. And it contains this line. For this was on St. Valentine's Day when every bird comes there to choose his mate. So, you know, a a botanist or a zoologist could probably say, hey, they're just talking about normal, you know, birding, mating, whatever, not St. Valentine, but whatever. It happened to fall. Uh, Birds fall in love on St. Valentine's Day. So we're going (laughs) to... We're going to go with that today and say, however it came about, um, this, the feast day for St. Valentine is associated in modern culture with matters of the heart. And that um, brings us kind of to the question we ask, which is, where are we with Jesus this week? Now, Ash Wednesday uses the same set of scriptures every year, whether it's an A, B, or C cycle in the uh, Revised Common Lectionary. And since this year, Ash Wednesday falls on Valentine's Day, we thought we'd go ahead and highlight the reading from the Psalms uh, for today. And it is often referred to as a Psalm of the Heart. So, Blake, let's hear it. In your best, in your best Valentine's Day voice, let's do it. (laughs) What in the heck is a Valentine's Day voice? I don't know. I'll try. This is Psalm 51. It is the first through the seventh verse. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow." 
I don't know if that was a Valentine's voice or not. I just you did just well. my voice. You did well. <laughs> Psalm fifty-one, um, which is for many of us a familiar psalm, at least parts of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so why does it matter? Kind of uh, like the story about St. Valentine's and the questions and debate over you know, what the connection is. Uh, there's some that would say that uh, this psalm is associated with the David and Bathsheba story. Uh, David has some darker sides, and um, in this psalm, it seems like he recognizes that. David sins against Bathsheba, her husband, and against God. If you want to hear more about that, Check out Hebrew episode 388 for more of that story. We're not going to focus on that particular side of that today, because while this may or may not be how the psalm came to us, ultimately, um, it's a psalm of confession and repentance and forgiveness, which sets us up nicely as we enter into the Lenten season. The writer of the psalm yearns to be restored in loving and healthy relationships with the writer self, with God, with others, and with all of creation. And the language um, used here speaks to the restoring of loving family and tribal or community bonds, which only God can do. So it is, um, as you mentioned, a heart language, like the psalm being a psalm of the heart. This is heart language. And heart language in scripture is about more than emotion. Um, in this time, the time that this was written, the heart was understood as the core of our humanity, where our will and our character and our intellect are all centered. So to pray for a clean heart was to pray to be made into a new person with a clean new character, a new will, making new and responsible choices words and actions all new because of the transformation of the heart. So some questions we might ask ourselves this week is, when have my actions or the actions of others tested or strained loving family, tribal, or community bonds? We might also say or ask, what needs to be made new in my life? What needs to be cleaned? How is a yearning for restoration or healing manifest in me? So some questions we might consider as we uh, listen to the psalm asking, uh, acknowledging that which is in us that needs to be cleaned and removed so that we might be able to receive uh, what is yet to come. So thanks, Blake. I think about that um that yearning and that is uh, a really appropriate way to enter into the Lenten season on this, on this Ash Wednesday, the yearning for some kind of renewal and um, heart uh, centered, self centered um, relationship centered renewal. So I'm thinking about how we can experience that this week. And it, it made me think of something I learned from Barbara Howard years and years and years ago at uh, a, a women's retreat, probably the first women's retreat I ever went to as a young adult, freshly back into church life. 
And she talked about this kind of formational practice that she did where she would take post-it notes and she would write on each note something that needed to be just cleaned out of her or something somebody had had said about her that had harmed her spirit maybe and she wanted to just not think about it anymore um, or even all the self-doubt and and uh, poor self-image concerns she might have had. And she would write them each on a post-it note. And then she would go in front of a mirror and she would stick them all over herself <laughs> and look in the mirror with all of this kind of covering her. And then one by one, she would kind of read each one out loud and just remove it and discard it. So at the end of that practice, she has now- a new, restored, renewed self. So that's... That came to mind as um, as we were talking about Ash Wednesday and this yearning for renewal. I can't imagine that Barbara would need too many post-it notes. I know. I know. I was thinking <laughs> right? the same thing, but you know. <laughs> oh, the things we don't know. <laughs> that has stayed with me for forty years, so yeah. uh, it was quite meaningful at the time. I also thought of um, of something we call Castle of the Heart. And it's a spiritual practice for children that you can find um, at allthingsarespiritual.org under Spirituality for Young People, Castle of My Heart. And it kind of walks through a, a renewal, cleaning out the corners kind of kind of practice. But if we were going to do it maybe um, in a group or as a family or as individual formation, um, we can do that as well. We can use our holy imaginations and we can think of our heart or imagine our heart as a castle. And we can kind of center ourselves entering the darkness of the castle with our flashlight in hand. And we can see ourselves exploring the gate and the great hall and the tower. And And as we explore our heart castle, if you will, you begin to see all the things you keep in there. And as you explore deeper into the castle, there's less and less light and you find yourselves using your flashlight to peer into the shadows and the corners um, to see what's there that might need to be swept up and disposed of. And you can imagine yourself completing that task as an Ash Wednesday venture into the castle of your heart. So those are some ideas for this Ash Wednesday as we enter into the Lenten season. I like that idea of the castle of my heart, but I was immediately taken back to the day when we had to move my parents out of the home that I was raised in after they'd lived there for 30 years. Now, that was down in Florida and we didn't have basements, so everything stored went in the attic. (laughs) and uh yeah there were a lot of things after 30 years that were stored in the deep corners of the attic that needed to be swept we might want to explore the attic of our heart if uh (laughs) castle the keep of the castle doesn't work for us yeah 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 (laughs) our blessing today comes from our hearts by ann kaladich phone and it's adapted dearest god wherever our hearts choose to call home With your love and your grace, keep these bonds unshakable. With our love for each other, keep these bonds unbreakable. Mm -hmm. 
Well, thanks for joining us here on this Ash Wednesday. Join us again here at Coffee to Go for the next part of our journey through the liturgical seasons and holy days of the Christian tradition. Mm -hmm.